Mr. Bloke's Item by Mark Twain Coffee Break Collection 23 Mysteries, Riddles, and Conundrums This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org Recording by Anita Sloma Martinez Mr. Bloke's Item our esteemed friend, Mr. John William Bloke of Virginia City, walked into the office where we are subeditor at a late hour last night with an expression of profound and heartfelt suffering upon his countenance, and sighing heavily, laid the following item reverently upon the desk and walked slowly out again. He paused a moment at the door and seemed struggling to command his feelings sufficiently to enable him to speak, and then nodding his head toward his manuscript, ejaculated in a broken voice, "'Friend of mine! Oh, how sad!' and burst into tears. We were so moved at his distress that we did not think to call him back and endeavor to comfort him until he was gone, and it was too late. The paper had already gone to press, but knowing that our friend would consider the publication of this item important— and cherishing the hope that to print it would afford a melancholy satisfaction to his sorrowing heart we stopped the press at once and inserted it in our columns distressing accident last evening about six o'clock as mr william schuyler an old and respectable citizen of south park was leaving his residence to go downtown as been his usual custom for many years with the exception only of a short interval in the spring of eighteen fifty during which he was confined to his bed by injuries received in attempting to stop a runaway horse by thoughtlessly placing himself directly in its wake and throwing up his hands and shouting which if he had done so even a single moment sooner must inevitably have frightened the animal still more instead of checking its speed although disastrous enough to himself as it was and rendered more melancholy and distressing by reason of the presence of his wife's mother who was there and saw the sad occurrence notwithstanding it is at least likely though not necessarily so that she should be reconnoitring in another direction when incidents occur not being vivacious and on the lookout as a general thing but even the reverse as her own mother is said to have stated who is no more but died in the full hope of a glorious resurrection upwards of three years ago aged eighty-six being a christian woman and without guile as it were or property in consequence of the fire of eighteen forty nine which destroyed every single thing she had in the world but such is life let us all take warning by this solemn occurrence and let us endeavour so to conduct ourselves that when we come to die we can do it let us place our hands upon our heart and say with earnestness and sincerity that from this day forth we will beware of the intoxicating bowl. First edition of the Californian. The head editor has been in here raising the mischief and tearing his hair and kicking the furniture about and abusing me like a pickpocket. He says that every time he leaves me in charge of the paper for half an hour, I get imposed upon by the first infant or the first idiot that comes along and he says that that distressing item of Mr. Bloke's is nothing but a lot of distressing bosh, and has no point to it, and no sense in it, and no information in it, and that there was no sort of necessity for stopping the press to publish it. Now all this comes of being good-hearted. 
if i had been as unaccommodating and unsympathetic as some people i would have told mr bloke that i wouldn't receive his communication at such a late hour but no his snuffling distress touched my heart and i jumped at the chance of doing something to modify his misery i never read his item to see whether there was anything wrong about it but hastily wrote the few lines which preceded it and sent it to the printers and what has my kindness done for me it has done nothing but bring down upon me a storm of abuse and ornamental blasphemy now i will read that item myself and see if there is any foundation for all this fuss and if there is the author of it shall hear from me i have read it and i am bound to admit that it seems a little mixed at a first glance however i will peruse it once more i have read it again and it does really seem a good deal more mixed than ever i have read it over five times but if i can get at the meaning of it i wish i may get my just desserts it won't bear analysis there are things about it which i cannot understand at all it don't say whatever became of william schuyler it just says enough about him to get one interested in his career and then drops him who is william schuyler anyhow and what part of south park did he live in and if he started downtown at six o'clock did he ever get there and if he did did anything happen to him is he the individual that met with a distressing accident considering the elaborate circumstantiality of detail observable in the item it seems to me that it ought to contain more information than it does on the contrary it is obscure and not only obscure but utterly incomprehensible was the breaking of mr schuyler's leg fifteen years ago the distressing accident that plunged mr bloke into unspeakable grief and caused him to come up here at dead of night and stop our press to acquaint the world with the circumstance or did the distressing accident consist in the destruction of schuyler's mother-in-law's property in early times or did it consist in the death of that person herself three years ago albeit it does not appear that she died by accident in a word what did that distressing accident consist in what did that driveling ass of a schuyler stand in the wake of a runaway horse for with his shouting and gesticulating if he wanted to stop him and how the mischief could he get run over by a horse that had already passed beyond him and what are we to take warning by and how is this extraordinary chapter of incomprehensibilities going to be a lesson to us and above all what has the intoxicating bowl got to do with it anyhow it is not stated that schuyler drank or that his wife drank or that his mother-in-law drank or that the horse drank wherefore then the reference to the intoxicating bowl it does seem to me that if mr bloke had let the intoxicating bowl alone himself he never would get into so much trouble about this exasperating imaginary accident i have read this absurd item over and over again with all its insinuating plausibility until my head swims but i can make neither head nor tail of it there certainly seems to have been an accident of some kind or other but it is impossible to determine what the nature of it was or who was the sufferer by it i do not like to do it but i feel compelled to request that the next time anything happens to one of mr bloke's friends he will append such explanatory notes to his account of it as will enable me to find out what sort of an accident it was and to whom it happened 
i had rather all his friends should die than that i should be driven to the verge of lunacy again in trying to cipher out the meaning of another such production as the above end of mr bloke's item